Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Vision is often one of those lofty ideals that thought leaders throw out from their ivory towers and expect others to deliver on. But in reality, it's actually something incredibly important to the successful growth of a business. Getting everyone on the same bus and agreeing on the route takes skill, energy, and well, belief. But what is vision and why is it important? I'm Joe Glover, founder of The Marketing Meetup, a global community that connects and educates over 36,000 marketers in the most lovely way possible. Everything we do, we do it to put the human beings we help first. I'm Richard Wood. I lead the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around 20 years now, and I'm a massive believer that marketers should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating them as leads and numbers on a spreadsheet. You made that introduction so much easier for you than you did for me. You chose the first two sentences. I'm just saying. I didn't, read, I didn't read them. I didn't read them. <laughs> uh, unbelievably, we, we, we have a, a, some things to work through today. So, so let's start with number one, which is what is vision to you? So I think like it probably best place to start is like the backstory of where like vision started to come into play for Six and Flow. So we had um we early on we had a like shared values right so we had a, a consultant so roger came in worked with i think there were only six of us in the business at that point and we did an all-day session of where we came up with our like our joint values so like what are the things that we believe in what do we want to be um but there was no kind of here is the end point like here's where we're trying to get to not even an end point but like a the milestones the direction none of that was kind of built in it it was more about who we wanted to be as an uh, organization and it wasn't until we started to bring in uh the eos um operating like the framework so it's a uh, entrepreneur's operating system it's um uh, kind of like a lot of agencies use it as a, like a framework to grow the business it's quite a good operating system um depending on the size of the business and stuff like that but anyway a big part of that is having the vision of where you want to get to the business and then that builds into the traction so like what are the what where are you trying to get to where are you now and what are you doing to get to that point and it wasn't until we started doing that that i started to realize that my understanding of what our vision is as a business actually wasn't trying not that there was a kind of a juxtaposition or any friction around it it's just people just assumed in the business that i had a vision and that yep. they were on this kind of <laughs> journey in a like a grandiose wanky term but like were heading in the same direction but they didn't really know what the direction was and it wasn't until that point that i actually realized like fuck i have not done my job as a like business leader of actually sharing what that vision is because the whole point in having a vision is so that people know where you're going they can push in the same direction and they know whether or not it is the right thing for them are they agreeable with where it's going or are they not and that's i think when a when a business has a, a like a shared vision it's something that everybody can kind of get behind and, and believe in and that 
that starts to play into the stuff of um what is it like the maslow's hierarchy of needs if you start to look at it, that kind of thing like i can't even remember what they are i did it at university but like the self-actualization all that kind of shit but the um the like but i think that is where you start to get things where people in their career money is important absolutely um status yeah. status is important as well status, status is important <laughs> as well but i think actually believing in the businesses that you are is incredibly important and mm -hmm. actually i would even double down on that now that like the world is mostly remote having a shared vision mm -hmm. actually helps yeah. when you're all kind of sat separately from each other as well so that's that's my view on uh vision nice. and obviously it was like beautifully concise as ever what's yours <laughs> so we <laughs> no I, I i think it's i think it's very similar i think um i like how you you pointed out the difference between values and and vision in this in the sense that one uh feels like uh, the now and one feels like the future i, I think that is essentially the difference of, of what we're speaking to here um interestingly you know i i always have this thing with tmm you know everyone always asks the question you know where's it going to be in five years and i think uh, until maybe sort of 12, 18 months ago when I started, ironically as well, sort of having external people actually come in and sort of like help on the business one way or another. Um, I, I was like, I don't know, we're just having fun at the moment, you know, whereas I think it does become more important as you bring more people in, into the business because I think there was something in your story there which was like you kind of had a sense of why it was in your head but you needed to articulate it for the team. And so I wanted to ask you that question, actually, like, did you did you know what it was or did you just have like a, a feeling uh, somewhere, somehow that like Six and Flow was going to be go, going somewhere? Or did you did you actually need to go through that process of trying to discover and articulate your vision um, at some point because you actually didn't really know what it was? It, wa it wasn't concise it, and it wasn't articulate in terms of like there was no these are the exact things we've had different things at different stages that have been that have helped with that particularly so when i first started the agency my north star my vision was to create an agency that if i didn't own it i'd want to work for it that was that was the vision and that was yeah. it was one of those nice lofty ambitions that you start off with you put out some press releases but it, it has always been our since day one that is the undercurrent of what we've tried to build that then morphed into we have this culture of being a team first agency so the team the most important part of the business for all manner of reasons um and that's that's not just a softly kind of like um we love people like we want to build like a, a soft organization <laughs> there are some genuine commercial impacts to doing that yes we love the people in the organization but there is some real valid uh, commercial reasoning behind that as well and that but that mm -hmm. is how we have um, kind of built. So we've gone from being somewhere we want to work to being um, team first. And then it wasn't until we started to get to the latter stages of um, like the business. I would say only only for the last three, four years have we had like an articulated, we want to get to this milestone, this point. Like here is, we want to have this amount of headcount. We want to have this right. amount. And headcount is a really like, that's not actually part of our vision. That's more of a, we think this is where the headcount will be when we want to get to this kind of revenue. So we've got our revenue goals. We've got, we want to be in this region. We've got certain accolades and awards that we want to have ticked uh -huh. off. We want to be the number one in this space. Like that kind of stuff has been yeah. part of that vision. 
and now like uh-huh. that's extended and it drives so i would say we have more glass ceilings we want to break than kind of mm-hmm. you talked about a five-year plan that stuff makes yeah. my skin crawl because i'm like <laughs> if i looked at where we were after our first five years there's no way in hell yeah. i would have been able to plan that from when we started and from three right. to eight where we are now again it's totally changed but we do 12 months and we do three years and then we have a five year that is kind of like well we think that's roughly the direction but that's not how we communicate that vision the the vision that we communicate back to the team is like every six months we have a big company-wide all hands where we talk about like reiterating the vision or the plans that we've set out and what we want to be as an agency and like so the last time we did one one of our goals is so we are in the position now where we are transitioning from in our ecosystem we're transitioning from being the challenger brand to being the incumbent brand and Mm -hmm. by doing that what i didn't want to become was fat and lazy in like where we are and then because you immediately fall back down our vision is that we remain we approach everything as the challenger brand despite being the incumbent that is where like i want us to sit we want it to be a household name for SaaS brands if they are talking about their go-to-market strategy we want it to be the number one in the hubspot ecosystem like all of these things that is the kind of the the granular side of the vision but there is also Mm. then i think vision i'm waffling a bit but like the vision again it depends on who you are talking to and how you're articulating it because there are different bits that Mm -hmm. different people are aligned to for us we want to create this team first agency that is like a powerhouse in the the gtm space and that that's great but there are elements of that that people will engage with more so like some people might engage with the fact that like we are the the next milestone we're aiming for is like a 20 million turnover the lofty ambition is to get to 100 million turnover that is that is like the like the big goal like it is a tough goal mm-hmm. but that's where we're heading and that's that that kind of vision with kind of actual factual numbers around it really works for others other people start within the organization will be much more bought into the we are building something that is centric around our team and delivering great service to our customers and we're kind of proving that we can do one while doing the other as well so that's i don't know if that really kind of answers the question you asked <laughs> don't even remember what the question yeah, was yeah. Well, you know it's really interesting because i guess when walking into this conversation then i think about vision and as close to a vision statement as as i and and i, I say i uh, quite consciously here because i don't th- i think i'm still in that stage where i haven't necessarily articulated it to the team in in such a way and actually the interesting part of all of it is like i think tmm has grown on a set of values and that's almost been like intrinsically enough to a certain extent but there isn't that end point the vision statement that we've got or i've got sorry in my head is sort of like no marketer is left unwillingly alone you know and and it sort of speaks to like this grand sort of thing which is at the end of the rainbow or in in the world that we want to create this is the vision so no marketer is left unwillingly alone you know and that speaks to some of your answer i think because when you sort of spoke about uh different people would take different things from your vision uh i i think you know that sort of grand statement can be taken in so many ways that you can you can work towards that one way or another and it's a motivating way what is interesting for me is that you speak about vision but then you 
uh, started to bring in elements of goals as well and sort of like speaking about different goals at different stages of the businesses as well so when you also mentioned the 12-month vision so are you speaking about when you speak about vision do you start from a place of like this is a long long way away in the same way as i've just spoken about the marketing meetup sort of long-term vision statement you know no marketers left alone or do you literally just have like a a 12-month vision of this is the agency that we want to be in in 12 months so we we do it ask about it like we do it the way we're not supposed to do it we (laughs) we go it which kind of obviously makes sense the we start shorter and go longer we start with our our values so the values and every every quarter as a leadership team we come together and go are these values still what we think they should be are there any challenges with that and sometimes we debate some around them but we haven't ever changed them since they started but we do constantly discuss them um and that's like because one of our uh it's not a core value but one of our kind of ethos within the organization is this culture of being able to challenge each other and everything that we do just because we've done it that way doesn't mean we're always going to do it that way so we start Mm -hmm. off with those core values then we start to build it into okay there's a bit of realism that comes into it as well we're like okay what did we achieve last year what do we think we could achieve this year and starting to so pre one of these meetings we start to think out okay if we build if we bring in another salesperson if we grow the marketing team if we build up on the delivery side what does that mean for these different things is that replicable do we have the systems and processes in place to be able to support that growth and then we get to the point of going okay in 12 months we think this mm-hmm. is the growth that we should be able to achieve and that would be x percent growth we then use that as a, a means to bring in some of those goals as well and the goals for us are rarely number based they are more mm-hmm. like for us they're more vision I, I, the numbers are like kind of part of the vision but it's it is more like we want to be an or uh, one of them we want to be an organization where people can learn and grow within the organization and where mm-hmm. individuals are pushed to the forefront so and this some of this stuff comes back to like you and i have always talked about this like personal brand um business brand like how the two have started to diverge or like one is relying on the other mm-hmm. for where we are in our businesses and like careers and I think some of that is kind of driven by like personal desires, not for me to be in that position, but like it's what I want from like me mm-hmm. and that's okay. So let's make that available for others. And one of our core values is growth. So I want people to feel like they can grow within the organization. So we kind of, in answer to your question, we start with 12, then we build mm-hmm. the goals out around that. And then we start to look at, okay, three and then five. But the five uh-huh. is done with a, okay, well, let's take the growth that we, so if we, between, so last year we did 41% growth. This year we're planning to do similar numbers again. And what, so what mm-hmm. does that mean across the organization? What would we have to have in place? Okay, so then year three, we start to tail it down. So like year on year growth does start, I'm not a kind of a complete nutcase. Like I do, I'm aware the bigger we get, the higher percentages are harder. But then <laughs> when we go from like three to five, it's kind of, there is an element of like finger in the air, particularly in our industry, right? Because like in the last six months, we have had the meteoric rise of like ChatGPT, like GA4 mm-hmm. is coming into play in earnest now. We've had like all of these, like they're not catastrophic, they're the great changes in the industry, but all of these fundamental changes in the way that marketers work and ha- like the stuff that they can work with. 
it's changing. So like, how could I possibly go, yeah, in five years, my organization is gonna look like this? Because actually yeah. my organization doesn't look a lot like it did um, five years ago because we, we've no. new services, new tools, different ways of working. So, yeah. I, I you know, I, I, you know, I love that because I think it's, it, it's just a different way about going about the same thing really, which is for me, one of the, the primary benefits of vision one way or another is, is being able to tell the story, you know, being able to take, you know, and, and you've spoken to it already, you know, so I'm not introducing anything too new to the conversation here, but like being able to sit down with the team or, or uh, potential clients or whoever they are and, and sort of say, well, you know, this is where we are, but this is also where we're going. And if you would like to be on that journey with us one way or another, then, then sort of like now's your opportunity one way or another, because you know, almost with any vision, I, I don't think many people will go, our, our vision is to be smaller or less significant than we were this time last you year. Say you say that know, though, but there like... are plenty of, plenty of businesses who do want to downscale or do want to cap it and be comfortable where they are. So like that, and that yes. is a valid vision. But like to, yeah, to your yeah. point, I think the, the vision, what people get from vision is direction and commonality yeah. and by commonality i mean like common goals common language like common objectives yeah. and it starts to mm -hmm. be able to it becomes a if you know where you're going and you know mm -hmm. your role within that journey you can start to make decisions and be more effective without having to be micromanaged without being told because you can start to go okay is what i'm doing going to affect the overall vision and goals of the business and therefore like my mm -hmm. my personal um, input into that or contribution is should mm -hmm. look like this and that's where that stuff yeah. starts to come back in and i think that's the important bit but also like and you guys do this incredibly well is the storytelling like yeah the positively lovely and every time i know i sound super patronizing when i'm like raise it but like the positively positively lovely element of what tmm is there is a beautiful story behind that and i can't even count the amount of times i've heard it of Joe going to an event. Joe didn't like going to the event. He left within was it two minutes or something like that? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. Minutes, so, yeah. And that's and that's see, I'm already like I've taken that story and made it like way worse, but no or better, way. Yeah, or better yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. But that Hollywood. Yeah. But that is um, also my wife's name. The um, but that is um, it. That story is something people can get behind, and people yeah. then I think there's an intrinsic understanding of this is the journey this is why we are here this is the vision of what this is and i think that's yep. <clears throat> vision storytelling goals becomes this big kind of like globe of like here is who we are as a business and what we're trying to do definitely no i, I couldn't agree more it, it kind of sits on top of everything right you know if you kind of get your vision then you can you can build your strategy which builds your goals which builds your tactics you know one way or another you know it, it sounds very hierarchical and it's not supposed to sound you know i, I like your big globe analogy more than i do a, a hierarchy but it, it's useful um how do you so we touched on this a little bit at the beginning but i think both of us as, as founders as much as we are marketers um we've both thrown a lot of our our personal selves into our businesses and, and how we've chosen to, to grow it. How do you, how do you balance your, your personal vision versus the business vision? Um, because presumably a lot of your identity is wrapped up in, you know, what we've built. I think this is something that I get wrong or I struggle with 
Um, I and you and I have talked about this loads, um, sometimes on the podcast and sometimes just generally. But that's I, I, who I am, and kind of my career, my positioning, and how we have built Six and Flow to a point has often been built in either in my image or is aligned with my personal goals. So like, and the problem I have is I can't articulate what those personal goals are for you. If you were to talk to me, okay, what are your, your personal goals, your career goals? They're the same thing. Like uh, some people just want to watch the world burn, Rich. So I'm I'm not even like, I, I am, I had a a discussion with a, um, so when I was doing the PhD years ago, I had a discussion with one of the lectures and I was like, what is the and you, they go through when you go into higher education they they make you learn how to learn like as in like the the research um methodologies and shit like that and i was like what is the methodology where you break things to understand how they fit together and they're like anarchy <laughs> i was like so and but that is how i understand things but that is an entire side story from what i was trying to say this is but this is a um for for me you've thrown me off my track entirely well, I mean, presumably the point of that story was that you got a PhD, which I didn't know about. So I, know, no, so you... I, I left after three years because I, I, <laughs> if, if you want to take any fun out of something that you are passionate about, go and do a PhD on it because it makes it boring <laughs> shit. Um... <laughs> I love that. Well, the, 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 the track you were on was um, personal identity versus sort of business identity and, for, and separating. And like what I'm trying to get at is that for me, this is what I get wrong. Like I don't have mm-hmm. personal ambitions or personal goals. And I've started working with a, a coach who you introduced mm-hmm. me to who is helping me determine, not determine, but like kind of almost like discover about what those kind of things are and what that means for kind of how I work within the business and what I'm trying to get towards because it is difficult where like I don't have a personal vision but we have a business vision and I kind of I think I'm relying on that so like where the business feels like it has direction sometimes I can feel rudderless in that kind of space as well kind of going from thing to thing to thing and actually coming back to some of our early points is the other thing that vision does is it enables you to say no to the things that fall outside of that as well. Whereas yeah. someone yeah. like my mentality is often to magpie, like, ooh, shiny thing, let's go and play with that, let's try that. And no. Joe, Rich, Joe I, know, no. I know sometimes it's hard to understand these things, but I am <laughs> imperfect at points. But, <laughs> but it, and it is like having a vision or having a direction, it's much easier to go, that doesn't fit with what we're trying to do, so we're not going to do it. And I think that's where, so when I was doing um, uh, some tech startup stuff like many moons ago, that was one of the things that like every investor or every advisor have laser focus on where you're going. Like, what are you trying to do? Fuck everything else off. If it is falls outside of that, ignore it because otherwise you will just go from thing to thing to thing to thing. Mm. Well, that's the uh, the Michael Porter's uh, quote about strategies. Strategy is choosing what not to do yeah. as much as it is choosing what to do. And that's important yeah, in marketing, yeah. right? Because we could do a lot of cool shit and play with a lot of cool toys, but actually yeah. what's actually going to like return that value? And it might be the boring as shit email nurture campaigns that actually like you have just gone, yeah, that's not sexy, but actually that's probably yeah. going to return you a load of value. And it's that that kind of mentality of okay my strategy what is the vision what are we trying Mm -hmm. to achieve okay what are the strategic elements that are going to help us achieve that with the Mm -hmm. the lowest investment of time effort money all that kind of stuff 
how do we then bring that in but that is still vision based absolutely no bang on you can tell you've had your coffee today, i know mate. i'm sorry it's, it's, uh... <laughs> i did warn you beforehand <laughs> did. <laughs> it is good it's very very good <laughs> so um let's 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 wrap up because uh because um we've got one main question left which is how to create a bit oh by the way before before i ask this question um i just want to say thank you for sharing about the sort of coaching stuff i think that's that's really cool that you're on that journey and like i think it's um yeah it's, it's really good I, i'd be interested to find out more about that as as, as we go. so i but um, i coach agencies i have i now have a coach and i have two mentors as well and all of those like fulfill different kind of needs in different areas and i think it's it's a good mix it's almost like a, a personal board of directors if that makes sense it's great um no it makes a lot of sense it sounds really really useful um i i think we should we should focus on that another another time because i think there's there's a lot of rich a lot of rich conversation that can come from that <laughs> god that was very horrible uh anyway let's let's go on to the last question which is how to create a vision that actually matters because i i think the danger with any vision is that it sits in a sits in a document somewhere and that's it and so um some of the lessons that i've i've sort of taken on board from you i, th I think the lovely probably one of the most lovely things is when you spoke about when you sit down with your senior leadership team and you actually review it regularly and, and sort of like have conversation it's not just something which is like yep yeah, we've done it on to the next thing it's like we're going to keep on coming back to this but how did you in the first instance start to articulate those sort of that sort of idea of what the vision is and 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 how did you start to make it actually sort of really matter in in, in six and five i think the the like the honest answer is like i don't have a framework or anything like that that i can give you and mm. kind of i don't even remember the process but what we did start out with was those values and then yeah. that gave us the identity and then we started mm -hmm. to talk about direction and where we wanted to head and that starts to give you that starts to lay the foundations of everything else that come into that okay what do we need to achieve to get there what do we need to look like as an organization as a leadership team as a like as a company as a whole then we can start to build on those building blocks but i think the the most important and like when you're asking the question like how to create a division uh, a, a vision that matters i think the first thing you need to understand is like who's the vision for and like as in are you building a vision for you internally to have as your north star or is this for like an external vision like is it and equally are you ready to actually have a vision that means something across the business or is this just a like a pr stunt or like i think yeah. and that like and i'm not saying either is more or less valid like but i think if it is a pr piece then it's a very different um kind of an external vision which admittedly is going to get you in hot water at some point because something will cross and you'll get pulled up on it or whatever but i i think but it is a very different entity and it, you are appealing to external people and you are effectively kind of telling them like where you sit in the business and how you want to be perceived. Whereas an actual vision, I think, is much more like that team alignment. You're you're all pointing in the same direction, and that then feeds into that wider like go to market vision as well. Yeah, no, I I I, I like that, and I, I and I think it's important that you didn't give a framework in one way or another. Certainly, when I went through my process of trying to figure out this stuff than it was it was like it was a lot of internal introspection really and i think 
that was probably allowed and facilitated because that was the stage of the business that we were at. You know, it was like, you know, it was primarily me at that stage. Um, over the course of time, like, I, I, I loved your point there where you sort of said, think about who it's for. And so if I was doing this process again, like, I'd be asking the organisers, the community, you know, like, um, you know, what is it that we want to shape? And, and that's specifically because community is this co-created experience more than a, more than a, a company is which can be sort of a bit more hierarchical you know a direction is set from the top so to speak so um i'm i'm actually going to uh, contradict uh, myself quickly um the when i said that like the five-year stuff doesn't really matter i think when we talk about personal vision and even as a starting point like if you sit down with your leadership team your board or whatever and you're going through one of these processes sit down with the the like the main question of what would I be happy with if in five years time we achieve that point? Like, where do we need to be in five years for me to go, yeah, I've ticked the personal boxes. I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. What does that need to look like? And that might be a revenue count. It might be a head count, head count um, number. It might be for you guys, how many cities we're in or how many, how many, what do you call people that go to TNM? like loveliers or like whatever lovelies whatever um <laughs> right mate lovely um uh, but like, <laughs> but like <laughs> even my skin is crawling <laughs> but that that like those kind of things if you go okay well if we got to that point in five years yeah that's good and that becomes the starting block of the conversation of okay, okay what would we need to do to get to that point yeah yeah bang on i love it Mate, um, we, we, we've had our, our requisite half an hour, um, so I'll bring it to a close. But it's nice to record again. It is, mate. So. We should. Uh, we say this every time. We should do this more often. Yeah, we should. I, I feel like, you know, occasionally um, when a, a humans come first episode lands in, in people's subscription bar, hopefully they go, oh, wait, they're, they're doing that thing again. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll see you again in another nine months or something like that, probably. No, I'm just going gonna, gonna to put dates in your diary for next week, Joe. All right. No, that's fine. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> nice one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.